Blog Talk Radio.
the Bible to them in English. He didn't want to go the English way that was in the 1500s. And he didn't want to go the Latin way or the Greek because we know one thing. The English Bible that was about 1535, it was of those of Latin. They pulled it from the Latin. And the Latin pulled it from the Greek. Drawn in 404 AD, he pulled it from the Vulgate of 285 BC. So that's the, that's the nine concepts. And like today, we um, would tell us to look for words, go look it up in Latin or look up in Greek and see what the meaning of it. That's wrong, because the Latin or the Greek did not receive the Holy Scripture. The Israelites of 12 tribes, they received, Moses was a Levite. The Israelites received the Scripture. And they spoke one language called Semitic, which they laid on trans. Uh, that into Hebrew. Hebrew is a misnomer for Semitic. We come down to the language and the people. But what we're trying to tell you, we're trying to restore back to you. If you want to understand his true words, you want to understand something. It's many books that's written. That's the mind of their imagination, like George Mike. I wrote a book. A Bible book. Why? Why did everybody got to write a book and it was already written by the hand of Moses and all the way up through the apostles they wrote the book? Why do everybody now got their own Bible? New Living Standard, all these new, why? Because they don't hear the truth from you in there. And long as you is following what they have rewrote for you, you will never be able to understand the true meaning of the Bible. Because every Bible was rewrote it going through the Latin and the Greek. But King James didn't do that. The sentence of Zora. He didn't do that. He told he got the best policy at, at his time. And told them go and read and translate the Bible from Hebrew for my people. All right. Because he knew the Latin got they defined words in there that only fit their fancy. You know, you like the word called ecclesia. If, if you don't get down hard on that word, Ecclesia means the called out one, and it also means the gathering of Israel. But that's what Ecclesia means. But they never explain you what Ecclesia means. It's not that you, it's not correct by putting it in your language from Hebrew to Greek. But why don't you explain what that word means? It's the called out one. The called out one is the children of Israel. 
the hidden ones and children of Israel. See? So what we're trying to do is letting you know when you're reading this Semitic Bible that's called Hebrew, children of Israel, to the children of Israel, and by the children of Israel. Ain't no other race that he communicates with but one people, the children of Israel. And once and once we understand that concept, then you understand that we got to come back to this Bible, and that's why it's so important about growing our food, banquet hall, and a radio station. They're important because we got to show our youth exactly where you have fallen from according to 2, 4, and 5 of Revelation. We have fallen from a lot of promises, but we've been manipulated to this day. And we want to touch on showing you how Jehovah Witness passed out these little flyers they have. Everybody in there is is really red, but they call white. So that is showing you that's a falsehood. The children of the Bible was was not pale red, what they call a day white. That's not true. Then you say, what difference do it make? Okay, if it don't make no difference, then why was it changed from the get-go? It ain't gonna make no difference. Now they say, Dave, what difference do it make? What color? It makes a lot of difference. Because the people that that of the book descendants, they got a problem with themselves. And that's why they run to every other nation than themselves, because they got a problem with it. We want to walk and talk like other nations. We want to bleach our hair like other nations. But you don't know that he gave us a a look that he was well pleased with. He gave us law, statutes, and commandments. And see, if you apply this, your position is to be above all nations. And that's exactly what he said. And the book of Deuteronomy is up. Deuteronomy is 7, verse 6 to 8. He told you your position, if you do right, you're above all nations. He told you in Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 down to verse 8, you're supposed to be a kingdom of priests. Every time they see you, they're supposed to understand this is the priestly nation that had his word. But now it ain't happening today. Because look what we're doing now. We Right now we're running to every establishment because we haven't been taught nothing about ourselves. We don't even identify with ourselves. We don't identify from what tribe we come from. And he'll tell you well, how you know what tribe. The Bible will tell you what tribe. But you got to have the right spirit in you. And he'll tell you what tribe you are. He'll tell you. You just got to know what to look for. That's why this ministry is very important. So we're going to talk about a lot of things in the night. Lesson one, those that's coming to be on stage, come on stage. And right now, None of them came on stage to, to holler the microphone because we got to keep talking or put a tape on temporarily until those who come in the room. See, you got to have the right spirit for this right here. 
Remember, the harvest is plenty. It's plenty of work to be done. But the laborers, they're going to take care of business, it's fruit. And see, we got to note that too. Because this is, this is a big job. And I'm always excited to come before the national audience. I know Yahweh gave me another day to take care of his business. Prop you up here. Because I know I want you to get my word out. I want you to get it in wax and get it out there in one wax. Now, whether they hear or whether they prevail, but here's a rebellious 12 tribes, but you've been done to your part. So I'm, I'm going to hold you around long enough to make sure you got my word out. That's it. That's what, and, and that's what it's all about. So um, we're going to talk about how they, how they, uh, your preachers tell you about do you have a church on? You going against the church? No, no. The word church was not a, was not even a biblical word according to the Bible. Was no such word called the church. The, the church is an English word that only comes and existed in the Middle Ages. That word was not called church. It's called ecclesia, and it comes from a Semitic Hebrew word called the Hamashiach, going toward the son of the father, Yahweh the son, his son. See, we want to break everything down, and then we'll show you how they interchange words and they use the word. But if you, but if you just sit down and take notes, we'll show you. That when they were talking, they wasn't talking English or Latin. They remember they learned Greek when Antioch Epiphanes in 141 jacked them up and started telling them, look here, y'all gotta become one people. That means even your language, you gotta put it down and pick up on our language. See, all this is but why do other nations go out their way to hide things from you? What makes you so important that all other nations want to hide something from you? What? Don't know about you're not going and no other nation, if you have the power, then change the, the face of a person to look like you. You don't. That don't even come across your mind. But it was done to you. And first not be 348. Why did they prophesy in 348 of first not be? Why did they change the pictures to another picture? Why did they do that? What's so important about you? Huh? That they will go out their way in the book of Obadiah and take your record and become you. What is so important about you? You got to get you got to think about this thing. What is so important about you? Where every it's eighteen nations. Why do every nation wants to hold something back from you? Why? Why you? That's something you think about. If you ever wake up and find out who you really are, which is the greatest secret that's been kept biblically, you know, 
That right there, that's a big topic there. If you ever wake up to understand that he deal with the people in Amos 3, 1 and 2, he said, Israelites, you only have I known out of all the families of the earth. That's written in Amos 3, 1 and 2. Therefore, I'm going to punish you for everything you do. Because I own you, and you don't want to deal with it. Then in verse 7 it says, I would do nothing but reveal my secrets to my servants, the seals. That's the only way I'm my information. That's the only way. Listen, according to the Bible, and that's why they rewriting the Bible on you now. They'll tell you still in the King James Bible. Why? Get your new new living Bible. King James is the closest thing to the original scripture. Because they fall leap over Latin and Greek. And they got rid of the sword. Because King James knew his descent anyway. But his family was in paganism all the way up until his time. King James, King James is a descendant of Judah had twin boys by Tamar. Twin boys. One named Perez and one named Zorro. The one he came out of a Zorro before the Exodus, Zorro was always mad because he feels that he opened the sea top blessing because the, the wrist of uh, strain was tied around his hand and he and he came he came out but he done a reverse he came halfway out and then he came back on in. And then Perez jumped, jumped over and came out before he did. And the midwife said, how did you break through like that? Because that was the hand of Yahweh. Because you know one thing about Perez. Perez was going to be the same thing as when you're hot and heavy, they were going to buckle up. Zora, when you got hot and heavy since he didn't, when he didn't get the top blessing, they migrated to to Japanic land, what you call today Europe. Before the Exodus, it was a whole gaggle of Perez's brother Zora was in Japanic land. But the Bible told you plainly, if you leave your land that I deed to you, you're upon a curse. So I don't care how much you talk about the children of the book over there in Japanic land. They still on the curse. And we do the history of King James all the way back. I know you got a, a picture of him pale red looking white. But that's all, uh, again, manipulation. That's manipulation. He comes from the tribe of Zora. When you see him paint the picture, and make them look like somebody else, the same thing they did. 
that was prophesied in 348. They always just paint your picture. They look like somebody else. Everybody in the Bible is painted to look like somebody else. That's nothing new. I think they have the King James. Huh? You know what the word steward means? You know what the word steward means? Black. That's the word steward means. King James steward. Steward means black. Look at the definition of the word steward means. And you got a whole lot of stewards that when Crom Cromwell got into power, he shipped a whole lot of you out from Europe. It was a big for they call that word what they use. It wasn't really for slave it, it was for slavery, but it was for we got to say the word right now. I ain't in the spirit, no, I'm just kinda talking until someone come on the broadcast and ready to hard in the microphone. I'm still, I'm still playing a live tape. I mean a, a tape from previous broadcast. I just talk to you a little bit. I don't have a problem with that. I'm, I'm doing what he gave me to do. Is inform you. See, in Sirach chapter 10, verse 1, it makes it plain. A wise seer will instruct his people. Then you precept that at 3723. A wise seer will instruct his people. Then you precept that back to First Samuel. 715. You know what it says there? Samuel still judged Israel all the days of his life. Then you go to the ninth chapter, verse 18 and 19. And then Saul was looking for a seer. He said, can you tell me what a seer house is? He said, is a seer here? In verse 19, he said, I'm the seer. You know the responsibility of a seer to do? Verse 27 is to show you the word of the Almighty. That's it. And what we do come as broadcast, we don't we don't come on on a pass on the back. We about none of that word is something neither. All we about is, is get the blessing that he uh, put on this ministry to help you. That's why the school is very important. This ministry is to get the teachers in place for the school. Because you want you um James five twenty. Well done, my good and faithful sir. If you able to help somebody and get them on the right track, it hides a multitude of your sins. Huh? That's what you do. So when you stand before this man and ask your question, what did you do to help forward the ministry? What did you do? Sit on God for the day. He said, okay, good. So you think that will get you in the kingdom because you sit on, on a doctor base? Hmm? Well, I, I looked out for me and mine. You think that can get you in the kingdom? He will ask you, what did you do to enlighten the people? What did you do to enlighten them? Hmm? What did you do? You have no answer. Because all you talk about is yourself. He put you in a position to do things to establish his covenant. You see these young kids out here now? They need a place to go one time. Then, then y'all take them there. If you get them there one time in the school that's big, 
there come one time, then your boss said you have done your job. Because, see, when it comes in one time, the one that Yahweh wants to be is to reach, he's going to reach them. And we'll be to help them before they grow up thinking they is a second, third class city. We're going to show them two years old and up that you got a great calling on you because you're the people that have been chosen to take any man's business. Now, when you, once you see him, you ask him, uh, if you're spirit, right, why did you chose this people? He could have chose any other 18 nations. So this man chose you, but he chose you to do what? Receive his word and help others in the word. That's why he chose you. So if you're not, let me read a, let me read a verse on that. Read a verse on that. I go on month in the broadcast when, when you know, those that ready to come on stage. Then we'll, we'll, we'll shift to the rest. So I'm going to deal with a lot of things like servants obey your, like they use in the new translation, obey your earthly mouth. Do you do? God did for you. Because you didn't speak English. But see, they twist that scripture around. And you got New Living Bible will say the same thing. Obey your earthly mouth. Bible don't say that. No. That's why I'm saying We're going to show you that the Bible don't support that. Not the King James Bible that got it from Hebrew properly Semitic. It don't tell you to obey your earthly map. See, so they, they, they take a book. After they rewrite the book, change the book around. It should see to say here in the Bible, get you one of the new living Bible. Slave, servant, obey your earthly map. Then quite naturally, you know you in slavery. You saw oh, to my earlier mouth is man I'm paying my light gas and so that's a mind game right there. But the Bible don't say that. The Bible don't tell you obey your earthly master. But we've been taught that. And look and look at the Bible you have right now. See all the Bible you got right now? How many is the King James Bible? Not the revitalized new King James, because guess what? They don't pull a fasten on you with that new King James. They don't got in there one and drop that up a little bit too. The new King James. Well, why why do you have new King James? What's wrong with the old King James? New King James has been plagiarized. And we're gonna show you that too. We're gonna show you everything you need to know. All you gotta have is ear to hear. You got ear to hear? We'll show it to you. In right. Every every step they are made to keep you in the state of mind that you're in right now. But it was prophesied it was gonna to happen to you. And Deuteronomy twenty eight, he said, Since you wanna serve me with gladness, you know, I'll have you serve your enemy. You won't serve me. Like for example. Look what's coming up in a couple more weeks. 
the Feast of Dedication, December 25th. The Feast was only put there, was together after their experience to beat down by Antioch the Pythagoras now from 145 B.C. They beat, they beat us up real bad, our forefathers and mothers. And Yahweh let them beat us up for three years. And you found that you got the temple back. And then, and, and then you got back on the same day, December 25th, three years later. Okay? Three years later. And they ordained, we got our, we got our temple back, December 25th. We're going to have a celebration for eight days. Okay, good. Eight days, December 25th, is a celebration for us. We gain back our temple, and we ain't got to eat the most swine for us and serve the other nation. So they said, we're going to do this every year until we turn it. So when you finally read St. John 10, 22 and 23, it says, Yahweh the Son, let me, let me read that. Let me read what it says. It says St. John chapter 2. Let me read it and see what it says. Chapter 2. St. John 10. St. John 10. Well, what I'm going to St. John 10 for? You know, that's old serious man already. Oh, yeah, dedicate. It says 22. It was at Judah, southern kingdom. A feast of dedication. And it was one of them. Mm-hmm. Feast of dedication is one of them. Like no long now. Verse 23. And Yahweh's son walked into the temple of Solomon's court. So, so what was he doing on December 25th? Was he going to talk about his birthday? Was he talk, going to get him a Christmas card? No. He was coming to celebrate. What was done by his order in 145 B.C.? Whoop Esau on December 25th, 145 B.C., and dedicate a day for Whoop Esau. That's what it was. And it's going to be a bigger picture on another whoop. But December 25th, you can old see her kept. It got nothing to do with Santa Claus, birthday gift. Merry Christmas, uh, Christmas trees up on the mistletoe. No, the actual meaning of December 25th, according to the Maccabees, chapter 4. First Maccabees, chapter 4, 52 down to verse 59. According to Maccabees, that is a celebration for eight days on you regaining the temple back that you lost in the first book of Matthew by King Antioch the Pythagoras. You lost it. And he, and he brought in all kinds of abominations. Swine, pig meat. He had pig meat every, all over the place. Pig meat. Yeah. On yours, he ran it hard too for three years. Then y'all get back, like right now. 
once y'all finally wake up and get in order, y'all part with everything. Y'all always work small, start small to work big. Once we um, establish the school, land, school, banquet hall, radio station, watch this, watch this big black hand move. Watch how, watch how this hand going to move. Once we establish where the little babies can come in before they get terminated and sit down and learn something in a school environment. And don't learn about who they really are. Learn about who you really are. You're not African American, not Negro, not color, not super cool. You ain't Hispanic. You ain't called Latino, Mexicans, all these names of Gidigi. That's not true. Yaqwali name. Do you know what your Yaqwali name is? Let me show you. Now you have, you have you, you gotta pick it up. We're on the college of Hispanic, Mexican, Puerto Rican, and all that stuff. No, 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 all them is titles. Give it to you. You know where your birth certificate is? It's in Exodus chapter one. Let's read your birth certificate. It's right here. Your birth certificate. You wanna know your spiritual? Biblical birth certificate is in Exodus chapter 1. Is your biblical birth certificate. What do we read? Now, these are the names of the children of Israel, children of the tribes, which came into Egypt, every man in his household, and then his family came with Jacob. Now, here you go. Here you go, your birth certificate. Reuben, Simeon, Levite, and Judah. So all four of Israel, even Ishakar. You know, Ishakar today, they call him the Mexican. But you know, Ishakar, you got the same mother and father. Well, you know, he got the father of all 13 tribes, 13 people. Guess what? Ishakar is what you call a Mexican today. You got the same father and mother as you. So when you go back and touch your family tree and you say, I thought you might be a little light, real light, you know, high brown. So what did we look like? What did grandma look like? Grandma was dark. Grandma was dark. How about great dark? Dark. Get a little dark. Well, how do we get to the light color? How do we get to the pillow? Well, you own that for Christopher Lama. They came over here. Herman Cortez, they came over here. Take you to Spain and all parts of Europe, the part that they had control of. And they made it with you. They forced that they they forced they 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 pink pink stuff on you and produce that light color. So if you see where your blood showing through your skin, then understand what I'm saying. If the blood shows through your skin, then your forefathers and mothers the one caught up on that um little blood by the sins of Esau. If blood shows through your skin, sometimes you sit on the butt on the back of the bus, sometimes and you be sitting behind. Those are real, real light color, and you see the blood moving in it. 
moving on their back. That 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 lets you know that you got a little little mix in you. If the blood shows through your skin, if you can see your blood moving while you, you put your hand out and you see your like tapping on your head, and you see your blood moving, or they pat you on your back and you see your know, blood moving, your poor father's mother got caught up in that. If you don't see your blood moving, then that happens. You come in many shades of brown. Many shades of brown. That's right. So, pick on your roll call. You know, we only got about 30 minutes, and those that will come in the room to read, help out in the ministry, they ain't can. They ain't can yet. That's why we tell Sister BSJ. So lady you want to say, I'm ready to holler in that microphone. I'm ready to holler in that microphone a bit. I, I think I got my YHW right. Cause I know, cause I'm, I know now, I ain't gonna be called, I'm not gonna be calling Jehovah. Yeah. I know Jehovah. That is a false name for YHW. Jehovah is. I ain't hearing that no more. So I have you ask my telephone. Ask my telephone. Ask yourself on what? The origin of the word Jehovah. The origin of the word Google woman. The origin the origin of the word Jehovah. Fear we ain't gonna talk to you no. We don't, you done too much yesterday. Oh, uh, see that? So you you see the guy here? Fear we ain't gonna talk to you. Most scholars believe that the name Jehovah also is a transliterated of the word Y-H-W-A. It arrived from the combination of adding true name Y-H-W-A. Yeah. So, you know, if you can't pronounce the name, just if you can't pronounce it, you ask, why do you give it to you? Like when they come to class early, they thought, how do you pronounce that name with no vowel? It's okay, just spell it out for a while. They say, when you see the word Lord God, Jesus, Allah, and Buddha, put Y-H-W. They say, Y-H-W. And so later you need a tongue when you would say, Yahweh. Yahweh. Huh? That's a true name, Yahweh. Y-H-W. True name. You see what uh, Big Dick and Terry did? He knew the name was Y-H-W. He put the word, he got influenced. To say the devil and put in Jehovah. You can't do that according to scripture. You can't add to his word. He told you in Deuteronomy 4 1 2, don't add to my word. My name carries four levels. But when Satan get into you, you will put five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve levels in there if you can. Come with a long word for the name. The name is four levels. That was the historical record case. All the archaeologists digging, and they found the name Bolev, Y-H-W-A, from Semitic to English. It's Bolev. But if you let the Greeks and the Latin get in there, let me show you what they did. Let's go and start the document back. Let me read some of what they did. The Greeks 
eliminating the Hebrew tetragram. The Greek word means meaning the four letters. Substituting the Greek kyrio, the Englishman lost. In the Greek and Latin, it was kyrio. When the English got a hold to it, they used the word Lord, L-O-R-D, see that? Or C-O. I said K, Kirio. Oh, okay, W-C-C. K-U-R-I-O-S. That's how you spell Kirio. Then the English man put the word Lord there. Oh, the Lord. I'm waiting on the Lord. There's a there. Greek and Latin. T-H-E-O-S. Now, the English man looked at Theo, and know what he put there? God. G-O-D. See this? All the, all God, God don't see. No. This word comes from the Latin and the Greek. Lord God, historically, come from the Latin and the Greek. They looked at and produced their own words. Curio, they got in their book, go and look into the book called The Samtusian and Jerome Bogue. You'll see K-U-R-I-O-S. That's what you're going to see. English man got his hand on that. He put the word Lord there. And on Theos, T-H-E-O-S, put the word God there. That's how you, that's how you just, I mean, listen. Stop trying to win the Buck the Glam contest. You just ask your preacher, what language did they, they, they spoke? Back in, what language was they spoke? Oh. Uh, so how are we calling them by the English name? They didn't got no English name. Oh, no, English didn't exist at the time. Why you never tell that preacher? Why you got a problem with Lord God and Jesus? And you know Lord God and Jesus was a new um, European white invention from Kyrgios and Theo. Okay, that's enough. Let me show you another thing they got here. He's talking document back. Please, please give you that. And like I said, again, one day wake up and come on stage. Then we'll get on to the lesson. But I just keep talking. I'll just pay. What you want me to do? Pay or take? What's that WCC? See, you're doing pretty good. You ain't got to put no tape on. Well, I might put a tape on. Right now we live. You know? Okay, this Another story of document fact. You can look it up to intelligent enough to know that the original Bible was not written in English. Yeah. The word Jew and Gentile was unknown when the manuscript was written. There was no such word as Jew or Gentile. All of them is modern day words, Jew and Gentile. 
You know, you go to some churches and tell you, well, we are Gentiles. That's a modern-day word. Well, Jews is in the land. That is a modern-day word. The word Jew is a replacement for Judah, the fourth son of Israel. And the word Gentile only means number chapter. What is it? Number chapter? No, number chapter. It's Isaiah 9. Yeah, Isaiah 9. What is it? You say what the word Gentile means. Don't go to Isaiah 9. Let me show you how you find, how you find out something. You know, we Gentiles. Uh, what that word mean? Put a 9. Isaiah 9 1. We found the Bible to the word Gentile man. We're going to Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 1. It says here, Nevertheless, the dimness should not be such as was in the best when that patient. When the first he lighted affliction in the land of his name is uh, Zebulon, in the land of Naphtali, and afterwards did both grievous afflicted her out of way, Galilee, beyond Jordan, and Galilee of the nations. So you see that word nation? We're talking about Zebulon, Naphtali, Isaiah 9 1. What do you call them? Nation. Now, watch what word they put in place of nation. When you just precept your Bible. Go on the fourth chapter of the book called Matthew. We're going to precept the Bible. Matthew 4. And we'll pick around about verse 2. And now when Yahweh the son have heard that John was cast in prison, he departed into Galilee. 13. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt at Capernaum, which is upon the sea coast, in the borders of Zebulon and Naphtali. 14. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the seer. Saying what? See, Isaiah said. Verse 15. The land of Zebulon, the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. See that? Galilee of the Gentiles. Then you switch right back to Isaiah 9-1, last verse. Galilee of the nation. So the word Gentile only mean nation. It don't mean a bloodline people, Mr. Preach. The word Gentile only means nation. That's what that got was. At the time, Naphtali and Zebulon, they didn't have no Yahweh. That's why they called Gentile. And that's why he went. He was going over to that coast to get them some Yahweh. But you mean I know that? Latter-day Saints, to me, how do I know that? Oh, because as soon as you read, 
something, don't you? I don't know that. Explain you why I know that. In the fourth chapter, verse 17, make it 16. Okay, we read 15, 17. Land of Zebulon, land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Gentiles is the word that replaced the word called nation. That's it. 16. The people were sick in darkness and saw a great light. See that? The Gentile means people. They're sitting in darkness and saw a great light. And to them was set in the region of the shadow of death, light sprung upon them. See that light sprung upon them. What what that light was? The word. Yahweh was found on that coast. You know the northern kingdom was out of order because Judah, Benjamin, Levi, and Simeon, the southern kingdom, they had a split it since first kings. And they weren't dealing with each other no more. Ever since you split yourself up, you've been losing ever since. I, don't, I can't tell you when, I'll bet, when the last time we got a good licking. I mean, I can read when we got a good licking. But, you know, we ain't had a good lick in so long. You know, I wonder, I wonder what a good lick feel like. We ain't had a good lick in a long time. That's why we come to wake you up to our trials of Israel. Where do you, where do you get your lick in? But we, don't always, we need a lick through the page of this book. See, once you, once you get the Bible right, it's a prophecy what Yahweh will do. Did you know that? Once you finally get this Bible right and start talking and walking, all that good stuff, you got something written what he's going to do. See if we ain't going to show it to him. What do you mean, what we ain't going to show it to you? All right. I'm not trying to show you nothing, Matter Day Saints. I ain't trying to show you nothing. See, um, we do some great things for you once you wake up. You got a lot of things written, but you got to wake up first. You got to put on the track shoes. You got to be able to sit down with the best of them and ask them a question. What does name Jehovah come from? Come from man or come from heaven? How would you ask him? The big digger there. I just worried Jehovah. Did it come from man or did it come from heaven? Ask him that question. I can just put on the wall. Well, yeah. Then you go to the Christian church. Sing this song, Lord God and Jesus. Did it come from heaven or come from man? Where it come from? I can be a fly on the wall when they answer that. Where it come from? What's the origin of these words? Lord God and Jesus. Where it come from? Come from heaven? If they bump the gun like this, let them have it. Like come from heaven, okay? Then, come from heaven. What language was they speaking? Oh, you get John's technical on me. Can I ask the question? If the Lord God and Jesus came from heaven, what language was they speaking with the Bible? Huh? What language? Now 
you're gonna mess them up now. Because they know there's nothing they use on you. Well, when, when we brought you over here, you couldn't read. No, we couldn't read your English. <laughs> no, we couldn't read your English. No, we couldn't read English. But we can read partial of Greek, but we can read our native tongue called phonetic. We can read that with no problem. We just couldn't read your English. So don't let them keep telling you about you couldn't read. I couldn't read no English. Because we we didn't speak. Nobody in the Bible spoke English. With the degrees on the wall, nobody in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation spoke nothing pertaining to English. They didn't speak no English. The Bible was translated by the English man from Latin. They got it from the Greek Septuagint, 285 B.C. They did not use the word called church. That's an English word. That word is a literated word. Church. Church is a word that was brought into place in the Middle Ages, a word called church. It comes from a word called what? Church company? I don't want to mistake this. Misstated word church come from um, let me make sure. Like I say, you know, I'm, I'm really just uh just ran back talking to you right now because the harvest is plenty, but the labor is through. I do I do want to touch on uh serving obey your mouth. I love I love to touch on that. I won't touch on another thing, I won't touch on you cannot serve two masters. That's right. That's true. You can't serve the master called Jehovah because that master is a different master from the one in the Bible. See, Jehovah is a made-up master to deceive people. You're preaching over that. I can tell you. I'll look at the word church. What does that word church mean? Church. Church. This means this means it comes from the Latin and Greek called ecclesia. E K K I E S I A. The word church comes from ecclesia. Okay, what do it mean? It means simply to call out one, to gather one, the children of Israel. See that? That's all it means. Now they, they, they'll get you, they'll hear me other say, you anti-Christ, you're going against the church. How are you going to be anti-yourself? How are you going to be anti-against opposing of yourself? It's like being anti-Semitic. You are Semitic people through shim. How are you going to be anti-yourself? Did I, did I use propaganda on words? That's propaganda on words, play on words. But we but we here to show you how they play on words and we're gonna show you how to catch that preacher. But you gotta have the right spirit to sit down with that preacher 
and just mess him all up. On any point that he comes, you're going to be able to let him bump his gong. Where's the origin of the word called church? What's the origin of the word called Christian? Where did it come from? Christian. Is that a biblical word that was written in the Bible at the time the word was used in Acts 11 26? It is a, a transliterated word from another word. What is it? Church and Christian. Where did it come from? See? You bow out. The RAF did is change the word. And that's why, and then you keep on buying all these new moderated books. Add more books to it because this book really got George Miles signature on it. But she don't whoop that Bible up all kind of ways. See, nothing wrong with the, the King James 1611. Got all 80 books in it. Well, I don't like using the thousands, thousands. Stuff like that. Well, why not? Why not? Who told you about seeing things totally different? See, who told you that? God, I like to find out. Let's see how I read anything else. Be more historical documents back. Let's see how I find another historical documents back. Yes. Is anything else important? I can bring out. It's okay, I can bring it out. The New Covenant Ministry dot all. The original Hebrews, the original Hebrews that came from the word called Semitic did not have any vows. The original didn't have no vows. The original Hebrew, come from Semitic, didn't have any vows. It had no vows. What do you do with that? No vows. You call them Yahweh. Well, how, well, how you call them Yahweh for? Take the, the A-D-I out of there. You got what? Four letters. Y-H-W-A. How you pronounce that? Yahweh. Let me hear you say Yahweh. Yahweh. How you pronounce the name? Yahweh. Y-H-W-A. You know what you got written in Acts 412? That's the only name that you salvation. So you might as well start trying to figure out how to pronounce the name because Peter, speaking the nation of Israel, said, no name that you know salvation. And that, and that what you want? You want some salvation? Guess what? Hey, but one name will get you salvation. Y-H-W-A. The only name will get you some salvation. Christ came from Christo, come from Hebrew, the, the Hamashiach, meaning the anointed one. Oh, okay, see that? Anointed one. Well, you know, um, nobody coming on, on the stage. Uh, I see Mother Dear Israel, but I know, I know she's not coming to no reading, but yeah. Let's talk to her a little bit. See, we are always ready to take care of the business and just for Yahweh. Now, we're going to talk to Mother Dia of Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp One, 
you know, I, I don't know what she's going to say, but she come do a read with do a read, but she come do a talking with do a talking. Oh, listen, just find out. Because like I said, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is fruit. I'm a, oh, still always ready to take, take out some dust in Yahweh. Because I know Yahweh, he'll put you in a position where he'll make you say, now, if you read for me, he'll put you in a position where the doctor will say, oh, it's time to show. He'll put you in a position where he, he, he can even stop your brain. He can have you where you the machine now he's working on. Just to prove a point and keep it that way as long as he want to keep it that way. Then he'll ask you something. Are you ready to serve me? Then you not think about it. You ready to serve me? Then you make a vow to about yeah. And he can take whatever that's wrong with you and he can say, get on, get on about your business. There's how much power this man got. This man can, he always saw the talk working way down. Leadership. He can put you in a bind so hard that you will say, Yahweh, if you deliver me out of this, I'll serve you. Okay? I'll get you right. He said, well, what's your problem? What's wrong with you? Well, I got problems everywhere. I'm tore all out of my head. He said, well, okay. I'm the one put it on you. Did you know that? Because when you got a call on you, I'm going to hit you like that. But if you're going to break out running, and you're going to be Baruch um, chapter 3, verse what, 25 down to verse 30, are you going to hit me 10 times? Yeah, he wants to make a vow and say, yeah. But he going to hold you to it. And see, yeah, you can't back away from this man. When the man puts you back where the point that you can able to function, don't back away from this man. Don't let nothing get in the way of you backing from this man, run to this man. Don't back away. No. This man got the power to do whatever he wants whenever he gets ready. And if you take care of him right, I'm telling you something. If then you do, I tell you, okay, well, you know, um, you're in bad shape. I have him fumbling all around with you. But now, you, now I want you to teach about how to not get in bad shape. How to show them how to proper the way to eat. Stay away from the king's meat. I mean, I ain't saying no eat the king's meat, but you're not going to want to eat the king's meat once you start feeling much better. What the old saying, how the ancients you say, um, I feel very well. How you feel? Grandpa, I feel very well. You see that? I feel very well. See that? If we only know that we are different, we are different. We cannot eat. The gorilla cannot eat what the polar bear eats. The polar bear he can eat what the gorilla eat, but he can see how evil he eat too. But the gorilla cannot eat what the polar bear eats. He was his, his makeup was not like that. 
and then you will compromise his makeup by feeding him what the polar bear eat. And the same thing about the children of Israel. Cannot eat what the other nation eat. That's not our diet. Try our diet eating Chinese food, eating rice. Rice is not our diet. We never in the Bible ate rice. We never in the Bible ate chicken, never ate cow, and never ate hog. That's not our diet. Raised up to and that's why we have so much problem with our kidney, liver, and all type of problems in our body. Because we eat what is not designed for us. You know, the children of Israel, especially those that migrated to parts of hand called Africa. You know, they got a saying about the children of Israel. I don't care where they go, they're always going to plant a, 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 a black-eyed piece of field. They, they, they always got some black-eyed peas. Yeah. Children of Israel, that, that, that was the black-eyed peas and watermelon and corn. Black-eyed peas, watermelon, and corn it's something that children of Israel never will without. Black eyed peas, corn, and watermelon. Oh my goodness. Black eyed peas. Let me tell you something. You, your body, you start doing it. You know, put the king's knee down for a little bit. Let's talk to Mother D.F.S. Red for a little bit. Let's see, let's see what Mother D.F.S. Red got going on. We're going to talk to her now. Because I know she's seen Monday's broadcast. Mother D.F.S. Red said, listen, dear. You know, um, I know my responsibility. And, and I'm going I'm to get in tip-top condition, and I'm going to lead by example. That's what I want to hear anyway. So let's, let's meet the Mother D.F.S. Red. Out of Camp One with a loud voice. Mother D of Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp One. Yaqua BJC Roy. Yaqua, bless you, Seer Israel of C Royal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Mother D of Israel. Mother D of Israel, you know, um, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is true. And the fear, he, he's been ready to go since 6 o'clock. Seems like, you know, some of them hijacked them from that lesson from last night. I, I hope they didn't get nervous in that lesson from last night. You know, they had a lot of they had a lot of bite in it last night. And I did want to continue on it today, but I see now you got to keep talking or put a tape on. I don't know what to do. I mean, I know do keep talking. Put a tape on. You know, I can put a tape on and play some broadcast. But I feel like doing a little talk this way because I, I love what Yahweh has blessed me to do is talk to those around the world and those who got it here. What you got? What you think about that, Mother D of Israel? Let's talk about it. Come on. 
Whatever Yaqua give you to do, that's what you do. Oh, yeah? What did Yaqua want you to do that, bro? What did Yaqua give you to want you to do? Let's talk about you now. We've been talking about me for the last one hour and 15 minutes. What did Yaqua give for you to do? What you, you got an idea what Yaqua gave for? Well, I want to read some words. You, you, you want to read some words? That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. Well, Obey your mouth. 
Now, you know if you got the pick in your hand and they got the whip in their hand in a nice cold glass of water, so we know we know clear which one is slave and which one is the master from the position that you're in. You turn out there picking cotton with your back all already beat out. And he got the whip in his hand and a cold glass of water that somebody passed him that looked like you in the field. So you can put this two and two together easy. But we want to read the verse of the Bible and see, did it really say that? Did it really say that? Let's see what it, what it says, uh, Mother, be up Israel. In Ephesians 6, 5, Three verse five. Just get, if you take one verse at a time, verse five. What is that? Ephesians six five. Come on. Ephesians chapter six verse five. Servant, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your mind, as unto Yaqua, I am your Yaqua. 
Now you see the dead mother? He mm. said, the word servant hope be a little bit more to it. The servant that he brought up out of Egypt is the children of Israel. He said, I am your Yahweh. Did, did you read that up? Or did you just put that in there? Is, is, is Moses is making a statement of, or did you put that in there? Did he say to the children of Israel, I am your Yahweh? Did he say that, Moses? That's what he read. That's what he read. Excellent. So, let that in there, he established something for you, and that's the same thing about the school we need. To establish that the Yahweh of the Bible is the Yahweh first to the children of Israel. Now you see it? The Yahweh of the Bible just said, I am your Yahweh. He talked to one specific people called the children of Israel. He was that so much. Mm-hmm. Hey, mother, 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 dear Israel, is that so? Is he talking to one people or he talking to everybody? Look at that verse again. Read it again. Read it's it again. Okay. I want you, I want you help, help, help work a little bit, mother. Work with those things a little bit. I want to know, is he talking to the rest of the nation or specific people after you read 25, 55, and not only just read it, comprehend it, and explain it? Read it again. 2555 for Leviticus. Leviticus 2555. For unto me the children of Israel are servants. They are my servants, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. Now, take your time and explain to the national audience exactly what that verse means. What is Leviticus 25, 55 saying? If you talk about everybody or specific people, take your time and break it down for the national audience. Okay. For unto me, the children of Israel are mm-hmm. servants. Israel are Yahweh's people. The children of Israel are Yahweh's people. Mm-hmm. Thou, they are my servants whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. So he not Yaquat to all the uh, other nations, only the children of Israel are his well, servants. Well, in, in modern day time, they're saying, they're saying he racist. They're saying he racist. Now, WCC said, yeah, see, now you got a precept that then. Now, now let me see you precept that. Let me see you get a sack of winners on that. Now, WCC said. Now, and if if that word, if that was said today, they'll call him a racist for what you just got to read. But let's precept that mother and see is it another fear? Did he denounce that statement a 
How did he go away? Lord Joel, mother, the book of Joel. Find out with that with that same statement on the book. Let's find out in the book of Joel, two twenty seven and twenty eight. Just gonna, you know, throw a few verses on the table. And Joel, now what we're going to get is a precept. That's all. We want to do know what that statement just a one shot jack. Oh, is that statement got a precept to it? So I just turn the Bible to Joel chapter 2, and we'll look at verse 27 and 28. We're going to Joel uh, chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. What does it say, Mother? Joel chapter 2, verse 27 and 28. Verse 27, and you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. 28, and it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. Mm-hmm. Now read verse 27, mother, and, and read 27 again. Because again, I'll ask the question. Who was he talking to? And he, he just, well, I, I see a word here called pour out my spirit upon all flesh. But all flesh have a meaning to it according to verse 27, mother. So read verse 27. And once you read it again, mother, break that down. Verse After you read it again, break down 27. Joel chapter 2, verse 27. And you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and that I am Yahweh, your Yahweh, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. Okay, he in the midst of Israel. Israel is Yahweh's people. Okay. And, um, and, 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 and what did he say in verse 27, mother? You said a powerful statement in 27 pertaining to everybody else. He said something in, in 27. I want to see if you see it. If you see it, you'll bring it out. You want me to read it again? I, I guess... want you to explain it. No, I want you to. No, no, you're not doing it for yourself. You're doing it for the national order. Remember, we, we, we're doing a precept uh, from the 2555. I want to make sure mm-hmm. we clear that he's made a statement in here. It's a powerful statement. I want to know for the national audience sake that you're going to bring it up, that you're going to bring this mm-hmm. up. That is in verse 27. It says, 
and ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh, that he said some behind that mother. And what what he said after that? And and none else, for what my people mother? shall never be ashamed. And what do that supposed to mean, mother? And none else. What that supposed to mean? That's who he chose, Israel. But he got, but he got a word called and none else. What that supposed to mean, mother? And what that supposed to mean? And none else. What that supposed to mean for the national audience? What do that mean and none else? Hmm? It means none else. That he he Israel is his people. Even though he created everybody. But Israel is the one who he chose. And and but what do none else mean? It tells you right there when when he said he in the midst of Israel. Yes, and now Israel and none else. 
Let me go down to that thing. Fear. Give me a precept on that. Okay? Not a day thing. Your committee board out of Utah want a precept? Give me Amos 3, 1 and 2, Moses. Amos 3, huh. 1 and 2. Let's give him a precept. Let's give the Latter day Saints committee board out of Utah as precept. Let's go to Amos 3, 1 and 2. Okay. Amos chapter 3. Amos chapter 3, verses, what you say? One, one and two. One and eight. Huh? One and two. One Oh, one and, and two. Mm-hmm. Okay, Amos chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Hear this word that Yahweh has spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, verse 2, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your sins. Mm. Only have I known out of all the families of the earth. So the only nation he ever did with, according to Amos 3, verse 2, is children of Israel. So the Latter-day Saints, listen, you had a great big establishment in Utah all over the known world. But for you to get salvation, he says, the children of Israel, you only have I known out of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I'm going to punish you, children of Israel, for everything you do. See? So there's a there. You only have I known out of all the families. What's another word for family? Let's go to Psalms to get a precept in 147, 19 and 20. Let's get a precept on what the word Family means. Let's get a precept on the word the word family means according to Psalms one forty seven, nineteen and twenty. You want to get a precept, mother, what that means. Okay. Psalms one forty seven. Verses nineteen and twenty. Verse nineteen. Jacob, Israel, his statutes and his judgment unto Israel. Verse 20. He has not dwelt so with any nation as and as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise Yahweh. So you better praise Yahweh if a nation don't even know his judgment. And that's the reason why the Greeks, the Latin, after they have got a translation from the Hebrew scripture, put their own spin on it. And that's why you got to go with your Greek lexicon, because they know if they play it straight, everything will pour back to you. See, that's what they do. They did what they did. That's why they got read yesterday, oh, three other books. Just to know why. 
Because the more they keep bringing you a new book, the more they can water down what's really said. What's really said, they can keep watering it down. Because you need to read no, you need to read no Greek or Latin book on I haven't built so with any nation. You don't need no interpretation on that. You say, I haven't built so with any nation. And for the other nations, they have not known my judgment. He said, you better praise Yahweh behind that. So he let you know, I ain't dealing with no other nation. So all these nations got all this, all this, um, what do they, they call that thing they be having? They, what do they call them? They, they mother when they have a revival. A great big revival. Wait a minute. According to Yahweh, he just said, I ain't dealing with northern nation. So how did they have these great revivals? See? And that's why that verse would never be read anybody of the other nation. And matter of fact, Israel ain't going to read it either. Because they're going to jump down what they're saying. But you just read a verse, mother. The angel came down and told David the thousand BC. Read that again, 147, 1929. We're sitting up based upon the angel coming out of heaven, out of the third part of heaven. Say to David and tell David, listen, David, I want you to put this down in the book. I don't know whether it will be brought up until the voice of the children like bring it up. But 147, 1920 is going to tell us something if we pass it on. Read it again, mother, 1920. Then break it down one time for those here in the national audience. Come on. Psalms 147, verses 19 and 20. Verse 19. He showed his word unto Israel, his statutes, and his judgments unto Israel. Verse 20. He has not dwelt so with any nation. And as far as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise you, Yahweh. What that mean, brother? Mm-hmm. What that mean? Well, Israel only have we done this. What about the other nations? What about the other nation, Mother? He, he haven't he haven't dealt with no other nation. Seventeen. Don't you think don't think don't you think that can be known, Mother? I mean, you sit there and watch the television broadcast, and you see everybody on, on there telling you about sending us a yeah. um, love offering, and, and we gonna get a blessing for you and up. Up, up, of the way, blessings. They, and, and they really, you know, uh, sow a seed in my ministry. Sow your seed in my ministry. And, and what's going to happen for you? And then you read verses like that, mother. So I, what do you think about that, mother? Yeah, you hear this on every camera, especially on Sunday, the wrong day of the week. Sow a seed in my ministry, and I can get a blessing up to, up to God. Mother, according to that person there, you just got to read 
is, is do that verse go along with what they're saying or do it contradict what they're saying? No, they don't go with what they are teaching. So they, they, ain't, they, ain't one of the, they got the wrong name. <laughs> they got the wrong day. <laughs> wrong name, wrong day. But not only that, mother. That is the reason why they got so many Bibles is written. That's why, because the Bibles on their imagination. Now you got you not going to get New Living Bible, New King James Bible, all this new stuff. You know why? So they can water down exact words that don't need no interpretation. Right. See, these words don't need no interpretation. Okay, Kate, let's get a precept. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, Mark. We're going to get a precept. We're going to the book of Ezekiel. Now, now let's feel the yes, you know, you don't see you, y'all own something. But go get a precept on that. We're going to eat the book of Ezekiel, Mark. Now, I want to know why we can read these verses, but no other minister can read these verses right here. Then break down what it's saying. Now we go on to the book of Ezekiel, mother, mother, and what we're looking for is a profound statement. But I'm struggling right now to find the verse. I'm struggling right now, mother, but I want to find a verse in Ezekiel. Mother, G.F. Israel, because we have a small steel voice that go over in Ezekiel and tie it in. But I'm struggling, mother. So see, every now and then, those steel gets struggling, but he said, he got to find something in Ezekiel. In Ezekiel chapter 37, mother. Now, this one he got read in Ezekiel 37, verse 26 down to verse 28. Listen to this. Then, I, then I'm going to comment on it after you read. Ezekiel 37, 26 down to verse 28. What is that? Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 26 to 28. Mm-hmm. Read. Uh, moreover, 26. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It shall be an everlasting covenant with them. And I will place them, wait a minute, yeah, place them and multiply them and will set my sanctuary in the midst of them forevermore. 27. My tabernacle also shall be with them. Yea, I will be their Yahweh, and they shall be my people. 28. And the nations, 17 nations, shall know that I, Yahweh, do sanctify Israel when my sanctuary shall be in the midst of of them forevermore. Hmm. He said in verse 26, uh, more I will make a covenant of peace with them. Mm-hmm. And it should be everlasting covenant with them. Mm-hmm. I will place them 
and multiplied them and will set my temple in the midst of them even more. He used the word them mm-hmm. about four times. Them, 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 them. Why, why, why is he saying that? You see why, who is the them? I heard the word mentioned four times, 27. My tabernacle also should be with them five times. Yea, I will be their Yahweh, and they should be my people. So the them mm-hmm. is his people. I wonder what he's talking mm-hmm. about. And the other nations, seven seen of them, shall know that I, the bold letters, do sanctify Israel. Twelve tribes of Israel. Now, how can we find these verses, Mother? But I ain't never heard this, these verses read on no TV establishment when they were saying about sowing seed to my ministry. I have never heard this read. I wonder mm-hmm. how they, why it's not read nowhere but with voices of Jewish white. Why is this not read? Because it tells the story. That's why it's not read. It tells the story. Who's who and who's and who is who is Israel and who is not. Mm-hmm. You can preach up on that, mother. Now, when you preach up your Bible, that's when you know somebody working with something. They don't explain anything. They preach up the Bible. They explain itself. You go to Isaiah fifty-nine. See where that verse is pulled from. Going to Isaiah 59, you'll get back on service, obey your master. We're going to find out what master, what master and service, and who he wants you to obey. We're going to find out that coming up shortly, mother. Let's go back to Isaiah's back, back to Isaiah 59. Mm-hmm. Verse 19, 21, mother G.F. Israel. One of them out of Cam 1. This is, this is the precept. What we just got to read by backing up to Isaiah 700 BC and pick it with Isaiah 59, 19 down to verse 21. What is that, mother? Isaiah 59, you said 59, right? Right. 19 down to verse 21. Isaiah 59, verse 19 to 21. Verse 19. So shall they fear the name of Yahweh from the west and from yeah from the west and his greatness from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of Yahweh shall lift up a standard against them verse 20 and the redeemer shall come to Yagda uh, uh, and unto them that turn from trespass uh, sin in Israel says Yahweh 21 as for me this is my covenant with them, Israel, says Yahweh. 
my spirit that is up my spirit that is up on you and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart out of your mouth nor out of the mouth of of your seeds nor out of the mouth of your seeds seed says Yahweh from henceforth and forevermore you see the man just said the man said in 21 right after me this is my covenant with them his mother mm-hmm. finally put in there the children of Israel you know, Israel, mm-hmm. the 12 tribes of Israel mm-hmm. and we make the frame mm-hmm. of the covenant is made with the 12 tribes of Israel the mm-hmm. covenant is made with the 12 tribes of Israel that must be known, mother. Yeah. This has to be known. That's why it's so important to get the teachers in place to be able to go to school. We got to rehearse these righteous acts. Get the teachers in place to understand the covenant is made with one people out of the 18 nations, the children of Israel. Covenant mm-hmm. is its word. It should be coming out of your mouth. The word should be coming out of your mouth. Mm. It's in your mouth. It's in your seed's mouth, your seed's mouth. But we got to bring it out of their mouth. Start from one year old on up. The minute they start talking, we got to start explaining them. There's a covenant made with you, my little offspring grandbaby. You got to start putting the covenant in their mouth from one year old before they go to preschool. Because they get to preschool and you ain't putting no covenant in them, they're going to get messed up at two years old all the way up. You got to, as soon as they even start talking, you got to tell them about the covenant that's in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Right there. It's don't want to depart from you. So your grandbaby, your offspring, will be talking about the covenant. It's in their mouth. But we have to be the one to bring it out. Before the public school system and the Catholic Church and the Latter-day Saints and the WCC World Council of Churches and the Roman Catholic Church get their hand on them. Before they put that, what they, they put that Christianity on them. They didn't know this thing right here. This is talking to one or two of the people. The lead tribe is Israel of all the nations on the earth. Now look at Latter-day Saints. Still, you got to show me because we all created equal. Well, that's that what you've been told, right? But all right, you saying we created equal now because now we, we were in your constitution, we three-fifths of a human being. But why we create equal now? You know why? Because you know you want to get in where you've been in it, but now it don't work like that. We're going to show you that the Bible in Deuteronomy 7, verse 6, mother, I beg the difference on by our position. And Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, I beg the difference 
Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 6, read. And these words which I have commanded you this day shall be in thine mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, these words will be in your mind. And I, I need a little bit more out of here, mother. I need a little bit more out of here. Deuteronomy. Huh? Chapter. I need a little bit more. These verses, that's right. That, that is good. But now let's, let's go to the, now, back up to the seventh chapter. Now, these words are going to be in your mind. Right. We're going to take a look at something, mother. We're going to 7 verse 6 for thou art a righteous people unto Yahweh your Yahweh Yahweh your Yahweh has chosen you to be a special peoples unto himself above all peoples that are upon the face of the earth above chosen. Now, what's the word mean, above? First. Above. You know, uh, you know, like, like, one of your tall grandbabies, and you got a lot of strong grandbabies, and you say, this grandbaby's above all this. That means this grandbaby here, this tower over all the rest of the grandbaby. Everybody at the grandbaby's knees, and every, and 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 this grandbaby towers over everybody, telling you, you is a high tower over everybody when it comes down to my word. You above half statue, above everybody. That means they can see they both see you when they see nobody else. That's your position above. That means I can see you above everybody. When you stand up, you above everybody. That's what he's saying. I have made you, the children of Israel, above all the that are upon the face of the earth. Is that what we're reading, Mother? Yeah. Is that what we're reading? Can I get all of y'all out of that? Can I get a hallelujah out of that, mother? A hallelujah. Okay. Let's get a precept on that, mother. Let's go to the 26th chapter and show you that once the 
big dignitary called the seer, the man of Yahweh, now he can go and put a petition in. Once you know that you are above everybody, and once you come to that bond of covenant, guess what the seer can do behind it once you accept the agreement of the Bible? Let's see, let's see what, what Moses says once they understand their position. Let's see how it's easy for the seer to go before the throne of Yahweh and do some good talking because the people is all as one. Now, let's watch it in the 26th chapter, verse 15, down to verse 19. Deuteronomy 26. Now, let's watch the seer in operation now. Once he got the word across to you, your position is not to be beneath anybody. You're supposed to be above everybody, even if you omit it. When it comes down to the word, you're still supposed to be above, even if you omit it. Or Israelite midget. You're still above all nations. Now, once you accept that, Let's see what Moses got written in the 26th chapter of Deuteronomy, 15 down verse 19. Let's see what he got written there, Mother. Come on. Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 15 to 19. Verse 15. Look down from your righteous inhabitation from heaven and bless your people, Israel. And the land which thou hast given us, as thou swears unto our fathers, a land that flows with milk and honey. 16. This day, Yahweh, your Yahweh has commanded you to do these statutes and judgments. Thou shalt therefore keep and do them with all thine mind and with all your soul. 27. Thou hast avouched Yahweh this day to be your Yahweh and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgment and to Hearken, listen unto his voice. 18. And Yahweh has about you this day to be his special peoples as he has promised you. And that thou shouldest keep all his law, commandments. 19. And to make you high above all nations which he has made made in praises and in name mm-hmm. and in honor and that thou mayest be a righteous people unto Yahweh your Yahweh as he has spoken. Mm-hmm. So to be in that position what Moses can take a petition and now pray up to heaven from what position do what do we got to do for the 
prayers to go up, mother, according to what you got to read. What we, now, Moses was able to tell Yahweh, look down from heaven and bless your people of Israel. Why? 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 Why bless the people of Israel? What were they doing, according to them verses you got to read, to receive a blessing? What they got to do to receive a blessing for Yahweh to look down when those seer goes and pray to Yahweh about concerning the children of Israel? What they got to do, mother, according to what you just got to read? Come on. You, you got this says that, okay. What In verse 17, it says, Thou hast avouched Yahweh this day to be your Yahweh and to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his com- commandments and his judgments and to hearken unto his voice. You got to walk in the law. Well, to get a prayer for children of Israel, what they got to do is about being Israel, what they got to do when a seer goes and try to get a prayer for you, what they got to be doing for their prayer to get past his ankle, according to what you just got to read. What responsibility do they got to do, mother? I just read it. They got they got to walk in in the law. They got to do do the statutes, do the the uh, law. Yeah. Do uh, and walk in His way, in Yahweh's ways. And then they know the agreement. Yeah. Well, that's right. They had made agreement. They had made agreement to do mm-hmm. those things. Uh huh. So the reason why he prayers didn't get past the ankle is because of what reason? What reason, mother? The prayers ain't getting past the ankle. The prayers ain't getting past the ankle. Yeah, yeah. Why? Moses, Moses, Moses went and 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 uh, prayed to Yahweh. And so right. they they went into agreement, but this is how they gonna get their blessing. They got to do do the law. Okay. Then, so now they do the law. Let's see what he got written in First John, law, statutes, and commandments. First John three twenty two. Let's see. Let's see what Yahweh says when you're doing is the law, statutes, and commandments. The reason we got trouble today because we try to come up another way. We try to come up a way and be off in, all off in two. Christianity, Jehovah Witnessness, Islam, Judaism, and this is one of why. Why always something to take yourselves up and always something happens? I'm telling you now, you got to walk into my law of the commandments. Then you got something in First John on the right side of the book, three twenty-two, mother. Let's see what he says in First John three twenty-two. First John chapter three verse twenty two. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him, because we keep his law, his Torah instruction, and do those things that are pleasing 
in his sight. Hmm. It worked a while for your act. If we keep you law, that and commandments, you shouldn't ask me something. But the first thing yeah. we gotta make sure you keep me the law, that and the commandments. Right. But the priest tells you, we ain't got to do that no more. It's done away with it. Yeah? <laughs> but he tells you, on the right side of the book, by beloved John, he, he's back in heaven. If anybody knows that they've done away with you, then John, that was the one resting in his bosom. The beloved. He wrote this yeah. after Yahweh the Son was back in heaven. He wrote this after Yahweh the Son was back in heaven. You can ask him something if you're keeping his law, statutes, and commandments. Now, where is Yahweh the Son at when he, when, he, when he put that in the book? He was in heaven. He was gone. So he letting you know you can ask him something, but something you got to do by keeping his law, statutes, and commandments. Now, 1 John chapter 2, mother, one verse. 1 John. Same right side of the book, chapter 2, verse 1, 6. Chapter 2, verse 6. Chapter 2, 1 and 6, is that what you say? What you yes, say? Verse one verse, one verse 6. Oh, chapter 2, 1, 6. I'm thinking something there. Um... First John chapter two verse I mean, yeah, verse six. He that said he abided in him of himself also so to walk even as he walked. So we gotta walk as he walked. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you abide in him, you walk as he walks. Got to say him up? Yeah. That's right. That's your walk. Walk. How do you walk in uh, Luke 4.16? How did he walk, mother, in Luke 4.16? In Luke chapter 4. Luke 4.16. How did, how did he walk? Okay. How did he walk? Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the temple on the Sabbath day and stood up for to read. So how did how did he walk, Mother? How did he walk? He walked in 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 the law. It's custom. He went, he went he went into the temple on what day? On the Sabbath day. Joe Austin, he got a train outside that you throw your emeralds in a train. And he got it going on the first day of the week. All the Christian pastors, they got it going on the first day of the week. But they're using, similarizing him. 
and tell them the blessings he's going to do for them by listening to him. But he said, listen to me. You do, you walk the way I walk. He kept the Sabbath day. Sundown mm-hmm. Friday, Sundown Saturday. The Christians, right. they keep Sunday. Right. So how are they walking and receiving the blessings doing contrary to the Bible? They must have happened. They're not. They're not doing what they're supposed to. But they're receiving the blessing, but how are they walking the way he walks? So? They're not. He said, if you're walking, you got to walk the way he walks. He walks by keeping the day. Sun down, but then you hear them say on TV, see to my ministry, and it comes on Sunday, and you're going to get a blessing from him. So who's the him that's getting the blessing from? Let's go to Matthew chapter 4. Let's see if we run this down. Let's see if we run this down. Is he the only one giving our blessings? We're going to run this down for a minute, Mother. We're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 4, mm-hmm. verse 4 down to verse 9. Let's see what they say, Mother. Let's see. Can we identify something according to the Bible? Matthew 4, chapter 4. Speak verse 4. 4 down to verse 9. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 through 9. Verse 4. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of Yahweh. Verse 5. Then the devil taken him up into a into the righteous city and set him upon a pinnacle of the temple verse 6 and said unto him if thou be the son of Yahweh cast yourself down for it is written he shall give his angels charge concerning you and in their hand they shall bear you up lest at any time thou dash our foot against a stone. Verse 7. Yahweh the Son said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt Yahweh your Yahweh. Verse 8. Again, the devil taking him up unto an exceedingly high mountain, and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Verse 9, And he said unto him, All these things will I give you if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Oh, so we got somebody else. 
and the worshiping being that right. gives our blessing. Oh. Mm-hmm. So we got somebody else is in the blessing business that give our blessing about those mm-hmm. seeds to our ministry and you receive a blessing. But you got to worship me to get the blessing. What mm-hmm. do you do contrary to the, to the man in the third heaven? You keep, you don't keep Friday night, Saturday night, do you? No. You keep what? Sunday, 9 o'clock in the morning. All the Roman Catholic Church keeps Sunday. All of the World Council of Churches keeps Sunday. Not a Latter-day Saints. They, uh, they, they keep their hands Sunday. They keep there to hand Sunday. Find out that somebody else is in the blessing business by being contrary to the Bible Saturday, Friday night, Saturday night. And he said, if you worship me, I will do the blessing. But it's blessing temporarily. Here. Is it a precept of that? Mm, yes. Uh, Mother E, let's go, Mother E, let's go to Luke chapter 4. Let's see again. We're talking worship, Mother. Worship. Worship. If you worship me, I will bless you. So you see with me, that they say, and I will bless you. But we're doing the wrong day. Yes, I can bless you by doing the wrong day. It's like you run the red light, and he said, well, I can bless you for running the red light. How can you bless me for running the red light? I'm doing wrong. Unless you got a power that I don't know of. How can you do wrong and get a blessing? Because somebody's contrary to the scripture. And he is in the blessing business, but it's only temporarily. Because he got a date to the lake of fire, and you follow him, you got a date to the lake of fire. See, we got to read that. Okay, well, we'll read that to you then. After mother look at Luke chapter four. Go down to verse number seven, mother. Let's see if we get another word called worship. Luke four four, down to verse seven. Come on. Luke chapter four, verses four to seven. Verse four. And Yahweh's son answered him, saying, It is it is written that man shall not live by bread alone but by every word of Yahweh, verse 5. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showing unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, verse 6. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you and the greatness of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. I will give it. Verse 7. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. <laughs> mm. So who, who is that talking about worship? Hey, Mother, who is that talking about worship him and you got a you got a big blessing coming about worship. Who's this talking about? According to the devil. Luke 
The devil. Yeah. You mean the devil? The devil's in the blessing business? Yes. Yes. He gave him that power. If you're going to walk away from this truth and you're going to do his business, he's in a temporary blessing business. Well, how do we know when, when we walk in, in his blessing, when you're doing what he, what, what he said, designed for you to worship? He designed Sunday, first day of the week. He designed mm-hmm. Sunday. He designed mm-hmm. Sunday. He designed Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving. He mm-hmm. designed that. He designed you. All you got to do is pray over all you can eat it and cast mm-hmm. it in the all you got to do is pray over you need it and Chinese food. Just pray over you need it. He designed that. You need catfish. You need shrimp. You need lobster. You can eat that. All you got to do is pray over Mr. Preacher. Put your big hand over the, over the hall and just pray over. Now we all can eat it. Give me a plate first. That was that was preacher man saying. Make sure you mm-hmm. make the make the preachers uh, uh, plate throw that hog and and uh, make sure they got some uh, uh, what do call it put a little hog with it. What we'll go with that and and potato hog mom hog mom and and potato salad with chili. <laughs> Make sure the pastor got a lot of potato salad with it, man. Hog malt and potato salad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make sure it didn't play right there. I'll preach it. He'll pray it over it. Make sure he got the hog malt and potato salad. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, John, mother, in one seventeen through 19, he was called to do something. And let's see what and let's see what he says in John one seventeen through nineteen. I ain't forgot about serving, sir. Obey your master. We, we I ain't doing that. We get back to that in another minute too. But let's see what on the Isle of Patmos he was in prison. An angel came to him while he was in jail, locked up. He came in for a, a particular reason, because John was all over the place. So he had him locked up where he could work with him so he could get this out. So now he can't be running around now. I want you to pay attention to me, John. And now you write what I tell you to write. Let's see what he told John to write in 1, 17 through 19. Revelation 1, 17 out of verse 19. Hey, Mother, be of Israel. What did he tell him to write? Okay. John, oh. Revelation. Okay. Revelation. Revelation chapter uh, 1, verse 17. You said 17. So, down to 19. Break down to 19. Uh, Revelation chapter 1, verse 17 to 19. Verse 17. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. 
18. I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And have the keys of hell and of death. Verse 19. Write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter. Mm-hmm. So what is John right? John writing here out. John mm-hmm. will write things that have already happened, that was going on in his life, and things going to happen in your life. So John put it right to hereafter. So when John put his pen down in 96 AD, the story of the Almighty was told. John wrote the beginning, the middle part of it, and the end of it. So when John put his pen down, in 96 A.D., his story of Yahweh was told. And at the time he put his pen down in 96 A.D., there was no such thing as an English language. There was no such thing as English. Our Lord Jesus Christ did not even exist because English did not exist. So there nobody in the Bible called our Lord Jesus Christ the church. Not mm-hmm. from 96 A.D. back to 4004, Jehovah, Lord God and Jesus, and the church did not even exist. Why? Because there was no English. English wasn't even thought about to 449 A.D. It became an official language in 1382. John was through talking and writing by the hand of the angel in 96 AD. So John mm-hmm. here in right now. And John can tell you now what's going to happen to you about this hereafter. John can tell you. Because the angel in the 46th chapter, verse 9 and 10, Mother and Isaiah, let's see this for a little bit. Isaiah 46, verse 9 and 10, say it well. Okay. Isaiah. Isaiah 46, verses 9 and 10. Let me read verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am Yahweh, and there is none else. I am Yahweh, and there is none like me. Verse 10, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pledges. So, then you know, He's calling the end from the beginning. He's letting you know I'm calling the end of came from the beginning. So when John is writing here, after John, he's even writing things past our time. He's writing things past our time now. You understand how, the, how this book is so special. The greatest piece of literature is his Bible. John wrote the hereafter. What you're doing right now, 
John is writing. And remember, we talk about worshiping. So John is writing about worshiping. Now we go on to Revelation 13, mother. And let's see what he got written that John wrote in Revelation 13, down to verse 10. Let's see what John wrote in end time prophecy, 8 down to verse 10. We're going to Revelation 13, 8, 9, and 10. What is that? Revelation chapter 13, verses 8 to 10, verse 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in this book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Verse 9, if any man has an ear, let him hear. Verse 10, he that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience of the faith, the covenant of the saints, Israel. So he's saying, you got to have patience. He said, now, if your history is leading folks into captivity, you must go into captivity. Mm. If your history of you killing with a sword, he said you must be killed with a sword. Now that's big coverage mm. So those that have taken something that don't belong to them by the sword, by the pistol, that's what Yahweh said going to happen to you. So if you got a history of taking something that don't belong to you, that's how you got to go out. Mm-hmm. See? Now you got to go out. He said, if you have gained something by the sword, if you have taken something by the sword, you must be taken out by the sword. That was the angel telling John the right. Read verse 10 again and make sure that's what he said, Mom. Revel- Revelation 13, 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith to the covenant of the, of the saints, children of Israel. So you got to have patience in no one thing. That if, if anybody got a history of taking something with the sword, that's how he's going to take you out with the sword. John's right in time prophecy. So I don't care. I'll let you get in the grid right now. If you have taken something by using the sword, mm-hmm. if you have led somebody into captivity, wherever way you have been, if you were the leader and you're taking somebody into captivity, he says, John put it in right. They must go into captivity too. Mm-hmm. Is that what it reads, Mother? That's what it reads. That's what it reads, right? Yeah. So, so, 
shows that we got to do behind that dead mother. We need a precept on that big precept. And Second Corinthians 13, verse 8, mother. I need a precept behind that. That's big. And Second Corinthians, mother, I got to get a precept behind that one. So if you lead into captivity, you must go into captivity. If you if you got the history of killing the sword, that's how you got to leave here. So what we got to do now, look into the mirror and do what, Marvin? 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians. 13, verse 5. Okay. We got you to preach on that, mother. That's big talk. 13, verse 5. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. Examine yourself. Whether you be in the covenant, prove your own selves. Know you not Know you not your own self, selves, how that Yahweh son is in you, except you be reprobated. Mm-hmm. So you got to tell yourself, hide your history. What are you doing? Did you, did you lead anybody in captivity? Did your forefathers and mothers got their history up on their resume? If they got their resume, that's how they're going to go out. Well, that's been old days. It got nothing to do with me. No. That was how my forefathers lived. That got nothing to do with me today. Well, let's see what the precept said today in the 14th chapter of Isaiah 21. Hey, mother, let's see if there's a precept on that. Well, you know, that, that happened a long, long time ago. I have nothing to do with that. That happened a long time ago. Let that go. I got nothing to do with that. Well, let's, let's see what the precept says behind that in Isaiah 14, verse 21. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 21. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the sins of their fathers that they do not raise, rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. Slaughter for who, mother? Hey, mother, what is that again? Prepare slaughter for who? For his children. Why? For the sin of their fathers. Oh, you mean that you have to pay for the sin of your father? Yes. And, and we pay the sin of our Our father's the one we in the captivity. We wasn't even born, but we was in the arms of these people. So the same thing, going for the goose, going for the gander. Just as your father, way back a long, long time ago, Taking the people into captivity, letting them into captivity, they got to go in captivity too. So when he do show up, if you are a bloodline of the one that went to take the people into captivity, according to verse Isaiah 0 and 1421, read again, mother, 
make it real plain for the nationalists to hear real plain what's going to happen in time to come. Whoever in the bloodline, this is what it says in 1421 of the book called Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 14, verse 21. Prepare slaughter for his children for the sins of their fathers, that they do not rise nor possess the land nor fill the face of the world or the world with cities. So, mother, is the one that the bloodline of these people got to pay the price uh, in time to come, or, or do they get a pass? Well, according to what I re- what I'm reading, they don't get no pass. <laughs> that was the book say? Yeah, yeah. How do we have one? Thank you, 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 Okay. Do that. Yeah, do that good. Is that going to fall on me? Okay, well, let's, let's get an answer on that. Let's go to uh, Jeremiah chapter 5. I mean, chapter 45. Let's get an answer there. You think, think about yourself, right, Mother? What you worry yeah. about yourself, right? Let's see what you got written about that game. You know, Jeremiah 45, 1 down to verse 5. Let's see. Let's see. You said right then you stopped and sort of figured about yourself, huh? Let's see what you got written on that. Jeremiah 45, 1 down in verse 5. Jeremiah chapter 45, verse 1 to 5, verse yep. 1. The word that Jeremiah the seal spake unto Baruch, the son of when he had written these words in a book at the mouth of Jeremiah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of uh, 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 why they do that Josiah uh, king of Judah saying Verse 2, thus says Yahweh, Yahweh of Israel, unto you, O Baruch, verse 3, thou didst say, woe is me now, for Yahweh has added grief to my sorrow. I faint in, in my sighting, and I find no rest. Verse 4, thus shall thou say unto him, Yahweh said thus, Behold, that which I have built 
will I break down. And that which I have planted, I will pluck up. Even this whole land, verse 5, and seekest thou great things for yourself, seek them not. For behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, says Yahweh, but your life will I give unto you. For I pray in all places, whether thou goest. Mm-hmm. I pray, pray in all. He's saying, Mother, don't worry about yourself. He said, don't, don't get it. Well, well, we worry about you. Oh, woe is me. He said, no, don't worry about yourself. Worry about the other people. You already, if you, you don't supposed to think about what will happen to you. You go worry about how you help others. See, you start saying, oh, woe is me. What about myself? No, mother, it ain't about you. He said, don't do that. He said, I'm on. Uh, he said, don't do that. You start thinking about yourself. You can't you gotta put yourself down. That's what we keep saying on this broadcast. We got to put ourselves down. We got to put ourselves down. We got to think about getting up from James 520 to Matthew 25, uh, 2541. Um, we got to think about one thing. Our helping them. We got we to gotta make sure we understand our position is Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3, Mother. Peter Precept on our position. Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. I can't come on this broadcast about myself. Romans 12, 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 3. I beseech you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of Yahweh, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, righteous, acceptable unto Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your, renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh, verse 3. For I say, through the mercy given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as Yahweh has dealt to every man the measures of faith. Mm-hmm. So what is saying, Moses? You can't you can't put yourself in this picture. You can't stop and say, Well, I wonder what happened to me. No, 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 no. You got you you gotta put yourself as a living sacrifice. You gotta you you gotta come and, and take the whoop in the spirit you taking six nights a week. You gotta put yourself down. You get the blessing? You gotta put yourself down. Don't war with you. I wonder what happened to me. No, what's gonna happen? It, it's already ordained. What's gonna happen? And all you folks say is one eighteen, two and three or something. Whatever's on the book, it's on the book. 
All you folks been saying, mothers, 118, 23. What does it say in the song? Um, 23. Okay. I hear it. Pastor. Psalm 118, verse 23. This is Yahweh's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. And leadership, that's the only thing you're supposed to say. Whatever it is, what it, what it is, it is. It's Yahweh's doing, and it's marvelous in my eyesight. That's how you're supposed to talk to leadership. Whatever it is, this is Yahweh's doing. It is marvelous in my eyesight. So this thing got too much power for you not to say that, mother. Back of the Deuteronomy 32. Let me show you something about this man's power. Let me show you something about this man's power, mother.
with the blood of the slain and of the captive from the beginning of vengeance upon the enemy. Mm-hmm. So you see what he's saying, Look here. I'm the one kill. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm the one make a lie. Oh.
Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 24 reads, Every place whereon the sole of your feet shall tread shall be yours from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, even unto the utmost sea shall your coast be. Did you just hear that, Mother? You hear, you hear where your land is at. Your land goes all the way to the, to the people over there in Lebanon. Guess what? That land belongs to you. The land over there in the Gaza Strip, that land belongs to you. You ain't got a clue by you, by you being a Christian, don't understand? That is your land. They fight over, and what and what Esau decides something did has kicked you out of the land, and then taking your identity, they the biggest identity itself, before your eyes, they become you, and you now you African American Negro and Latino, and Mexican and Puerto Rican. That what you is. See that? You Mexican, Puerto Rican, and Latino, and then oh, Judah Benjamin Levite. And Simeon, they African-American, Negro, and color, and super cool. You see the man who told you that land that they over there fighting and bombing over, it don't belong to now one of them, it belongs to you. All mm-hmm. the way up to, all the way up to, what two rivers you just got to mention, mother? What two rivers again? In that verse 24? Lebanon, 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 and uh, Euphrates. All the way up to the Euphrates. So are you just go on the map and see that from the land of Israel all the way up to the Euphrates, it belongs to you. And that belongs, that means Syria. Well, you see now the Syrians mm-hmm. are out there fighting? That ain't don't belong to them. That don't belong to them neither. To get mm-hmm. to the Euphrates, you got to go through Syria. The land of Syria mm-hmm. belongs to the church of Israel. This is there in Deuteronomy 11, 24. So the one is over there, in, the Arab is over there in Syria. That land belongs to the children of Israel. The one's over there in, in um, Lebanon. That belongs to the children of Israel. But we don't know. We think we get some Arkansas and Mississippi. We wait on our 40 acres in the middle. And Yahweh just told you where your land is at. But this was just all a reminder of where your land was at. Hey, mother, go back and do the Roman. Genesis 15, 18. See, listen, listen. You mean you went all your life through high school, college, got all the degrees on the wall, and you don't know you're the children of Israel? You don't know that you had land from the, the equation, the equator. That's the center capital of the world, the equator. And those that are in that equator, all the way to the river, it belongs to you. You never been taught that, and you've been paying free will often, donations and tithes, and you don't know that that land over there they fighting on, Esau has got your land, and he's running the Arabs out of and tell them the land belongs to them because they untuck your identity, and they know all they and by, and by them saying they're you, that's why they trying to bomb them out of 
Syria, Lebanon, and all that, because they know you 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 have an American Negro and and Hispanic and Puerto Rican and Mexican. You ain't got a clue what's going on. That land belongs to you. And he just told you that where your your borders at and guess what? To get to the Euphrates from where they are right now, they had to go through Syria. So the ones that's over in Syria, the Arabs, they don't belong there. And the ones that's in a part of Israel, a dump site that's called the 36 acres of granite rock, they don't belong to them either. The land don't belong to them, one of them. But you've been, all your life, you are good Christians, and you don't even know what was given to you in the Bible, because when you read the Bible, you think you somebody, you think you a Gentile, a Gentile somebody. You see that? There's a, what, a, a, a mom, what, what are we in the Bible? Uh, I think we Gentiles in the Bible. That's all you can give me, mom? We Gentiles in the Bible. That's all you can give me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all you want to learn? See that? You see, you see how, why it's so necessary for a school to be up yesterday? He just told you where your land was at. But look what he says in verse Genesis 15, verse 18. Where's that, Mo? Genesis chapter 15, verse 18. In the same day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abram, saying, Unto your seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Euphrates. You mean your land go up to the river Egypt? Yes. Did you know that between where they at now all the way to the river called the Geon, which is called the they call it the Nile River. That's a new name for it, the Nile or the Nigger River. It was really called the Gion. That river belongs to you. All the way to the river Egypt. They call it the, the Nile. The mm-hmm. longest river in Egypt, they, they got a new name on it called the Nile River. Mm-hmm. But really, it's the Gion River. He says, that land belongs to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You see, and you, and that's why they know by reading your books how much land belongs to you because they'll jump your identity. And you can't mm-hmm. get and you can't get out of your identity. You don't even know who they are. And they have been lied to so long, they don't even know who they are. Everybody that lied to so doggone long, they, can't nobody figure out nothing. But guess what? Got mm. a music that can tell you exactly what's going on. Actually, what side are you on? I ain't on no one of y'all's side. Because now one of y'all belongs in the land. And once we wake up the children of Israel and say, that's your land they fighting over. And your land ain't no 40 acres in the middle. Matter of fact, Solomon had a, a feast in the first king chapter 8, mother. Yeah, let's see. Solomon knew. Solomon had a clue about he had a feast. Let's find out. Let's find where he had a feast at. See, back in the days 
children of Israel, he do it up big time in David and Solomon time. They done it up. Oh, Solomon, he, he, had, a, he had a big feet. In First mm-hmm. Kings chapter 8, mother. It's not how yeah. that feet went. Verse 66. Read verse 61 just to make it sound good. First Kings 8. 
he say we have a feast at Douglas Park in the Dan Ryan Woods somewhere. That's what we have a feast at the Douglas Park and Dan Ryan Woods. And we think we did we we own something. Let's see what Solomon had his feast at in verse sixty five. And and he told you what is your name too, besides all Israel. He said something else about you, all Israel. He called you something else. Let's find out the mother identify what he called all Israel. Verse 65. First Kings chapter 8, verse 65. And at that time, Solomon held a feast and all Israel with him, a great congregation from the hey, entering in. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What, what are we? What are all Israel when, when, they, when they got their mind all right? What are we? A great, a great congregation. You see, you see, why we don't know nothing about that? All Israel is a great congregation. A great congregation. Let's find out what was it only in Douglas Park that you had a, a feast to come together in Douglas Park. Come on, read. Okay. Okay. From where? From the entering in of of Hamath. Unto yes. the river, the river of Egypt. Stop it there! Stop it there! The river Egypt, mother. That's the Nile River. That's the that's the Nile River. The Nile River is the river Egypt. That means the children of Israel had the land of Israel, and one of their borders went up to the river Egypt. Another one of these borders went up to the river Euphrates, and another one of these land went up to the Mediterranean. My goodness. You mean you had all of that land, and now you ain't never been taught that? Yes. The great river Euphrates. That was part of your land. And guess what? To get to the Euphrates, you have to go through Syria. You can't do it now because Syria got it blocked off and said, that's their land. But once upon a time ago, in the 13th chapter of Jeremiah, look at the assets that we had from the land of Israel went all the way up to what? Let's go to Jeremiah 13, mom. Let's see what he mm-hmm. says. Let's see what he says about our border. See, we don't have a clue that what they're doing over there in the land of Israel, they have they have done a prophecy, mothers, by God, you think that you get, you Christian, African-American Negro. So you know what they did on you? They're going to read it and die in a minute after you read this. What they did on you, soundly have done something on you. Soundly. And they'd be just mad at everything. They'd be mad to the Arabs. They want the world to get in with them to help us, help us bomb the Arabs. And they be mad. What that guy name? Uh, I forgot his name right now. The prime minister over there. He just, every time you see him, he just red and mad. He's a, he's a biggest liar that ever breathed in it. Land on bones to him. Land on bones to the mm-hmm. mayor. Land bones to the children of Israel. But we think we christened an African-American and Negro. 